if I'm as strong as I can possibly be, then it makes it easier to learn skills and also put longer lines together. So at the moment, I've like I've kind of been focusing on what's the most hard stuff that I can do and try and do the hardest stuff I can do one after one after one. Hi, Louis here. Glad that you're also sticking by. Today on Swapping Shoes, I had the honor to chat with the incredible Ed Scott. He's been blowing our minds daily with his insane movement and crazy consistency. We talked about the difference between parkour, gymnastics and free running, competitions and a lot more. I hope that you enjoy it. This is Swapping Shoes with Ed Scott. Hello, Eduardo. <laughs> Welcome to Swapping Shoes, man. Good to see you. Thank you very much. I'm stoked to be here. Very exciting. <laughs> How's life? How was your weekend? Yeah, man, really good. At the moment, we've just been blessed with an absolute, like, four days of sunshine in the UK. So the last five days, I think, I've just been training back to back and I had a rest day yesterday. So my legs are so cooked. But um, <laughs> yeah, now I've been training so much. It's been so much fun. Yes, man, we've been seeing you. Fuck, man, your level is unbelievable. What is the cheat code? <laughs> oh, man, just like surrounding myself with such cool people that are just so skilled in their like their specifics that I'm able to just pick up so much things from everyone. And like that's that's what I enjoy the most, like picking up little things from everyone um, and trying to put it all together. This, this is a really good point. Like it's hard to see people talking about this, how you get inspired by people around you and learning a little bit from each one of them. Yeah, definitely. Like, cause I've I I used to live in Exeter and I've moved up to Bristol for a bit uh, just during this lockdown. And the level of training here is just is insane. And the amount of people that are so sick here is just like it's so so awesome <laughs> to see. And I'm able to pick up so much from like people training like Phil, training with Joe, training with Harvey, like training with uh, Callum. It's, yeah, the the list is endless, but. Um, That's super sick. Are you studying yeah, yeah, now yeah. or you're just training? No, no. I'm just, just training at the moment. I, I still coach gymnastics, but because the gymnastics places are closed, um, I'm on furlough. So I'm allowed, mm -hmm. I'm just, just training at the moment. It's oh, great. That's kind of good. living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yes. Benefits of lockdown of this yeah. whole story. And how old are you, man? I'm 23. 23 yeah. a baby oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> why why come on it's such no. a great age yeah no uh, yeah yeah you, you, you're probably right I uh far from peaking yeah hopefully yeah for sure I'm I'm excited to see what the next like five years bring because if uh if it goes off the way that it's been going up at the moment then hopefully it will be onwards and upwards really yeah yeah for sure And uh, are you excited about going back to the real life and ready for competitions and stuff like this, events? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it's just been, it's been so long since we've seen anyone that's, even like the UK community, it's been so long since I've seen like people from Brighton or people from all over. I'm just excited to go back to jams before anything. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy competing and stuff like that, but I would way prefer to go to a parkour jam than a parkour competition. I just enjoy yeah. the whole environment and um, competitions just stress me out completely. But um, <laughs> the, the whole jam environment, I just, I can't wait to go back and train with as many people as possible. 
But you seem to do so well in competitions. That it doesn't show off uh, yeah. that you are you're nervous or anything. Yeah. Well, outside I try and put on like a calm demeanor or whatever, but inside <laughs> I'm absolutely screaming. I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> but then after the competition, it's like it's one of those things that once you do a little bit more of, you kind of understand how the the competition works and how you need to control your your nerves and stuff in certain points. Um, but then after it's all done, you can fully relax. And that's the best bit, really, when once it's mm. all finished and you're happy with your line or it's all finished and you're not happy with the line, there's nothing more you can do about it. So that's when you can fully relax. But that seems also to be a little bit of the secret. If you put outside a picture of yourself, if you behave like you're calm, yeah. are you able to fool yourself also that you're calm? Often, often, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have little things that I'll do on the build-up to a competition. So I usually I'll take myself away from a group. So if I'm I'm in a big group and they're like watching the competition, I'll often take myself away. I'll put maybe put some headphones in, just like stretch a little bit. Um often I'll I'll like almost completely ignore the competitions happening. Um just because when I'm watching it I, I get fully involved and get fully invested mm -hmm. in the competition. Um and that kind of builds up my emotions. Whereas when I'm competing, I really like to be as like as flat as possible, as calm, as chilled. So often when I start my competitions, you'll see me take a big deep breath in and then a big exhale just to really try and control the nerves and control the adrenaline because you, you, everyone gets it naturally. Mm. When someone says go and compete, everyone's watching you, your music's starting, the cameras are on. <laughs> you want to just like calm it down as much as possible. Um So yeah, I, I try and like control it as much as I can, but still, it's uh, it's a stressful environment for mm -hmm. sure. That's cool. It, uh, you you started training very recently, right? It's crazy to imagine that. When, how did yeah. how did you uh, transition from gymnastics into parkour? Into parkour. So I started parkour probably around 2012. So I've been going for a, a little while now, um, mm, but the okay. I I stepped out of a competitive gymnastics environment um, and moved into like a, a side group where we just did gymnastics for fun, which is really good because I was training with uh, like really high level gymnasts and stuff like that. Like uh, I trained with Tim Champion quite a lot as a gymnast as well um, and then stepped across into this group that was just kind of doing gymnastics for fun. And then from there, I was like, oh, that's really interesting maybe I can put this into parkour, saw it online, um, watched, I think, Damien Walters videos and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, and then got into it with Tim and with another guy called Steve. Um, mm -hmm. And we started training together, like started to do gymnastics outside pretty much, just like proper punch front somersaults, and <laughs> all, like all straight lines and stuff. Um, and then like Charlie came in as well. Um, and then it was a little bit longer. And then we met Tom. Um, after we've been training for a little while and then he really like kind of opened our eyes to like the whole competition scene and the traveling and events and stuff like that, which was, that was the exciting part for me, the able, like being able to travel for it. Mm, yeah. It's, it's crazy to see this because like you came from gymnastics, high level gymnastics, and now you've been doing parkour and your level is not, your high level is not only high because of your acrobatics but your parkour is insanely good. Yeah. Do you think that the flips play a huge role on your uh, ability to pick up um, parkour technique and skill? Um, I think 
yes in a way uh the the aerial awareness and the like body understanding the flips um and those type of movements give you i feel like that can really help in a situation where you're uncomfortable or you don't really know what's happening so often when something goes wrong you start to rotate or something so if you slip from attack your foot will come down and your hips and your shoulders start to go but because i'm comfortable with the rotations and stuff like that i'm okay with putting myself in that environment um but i i think i i attribute my sort of parkour ability just to the people that i'm surrounding myself with so i i train a lot with when i'm back in exeter i train a lot with tim who's just an absolute parkour god like the stuff that that guy can do is insane and then uh, obviously joining Storm, I was able to train with Kai a lot and also be able to train with Joe and just pick up and obviously Phil. And just, I I, I really enjoy picking up things from other people. Um, and I think that's that's mainly where it's come from. Um, so yeah, not only the ac- acrobatic element, but also just the the enjoyment of the sport and learning new things. I think that's the, that's the important part. Nice. And you're also having a really discipline athletic life athlete life yeah aren't you? yeah how yeah. is your routine into becoming such a beast i <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think just like just a, i really enjoy it and i really want to do it for as long as possible so if that means taking uh an afternoon or two off a week to go and lift weights then yeah like i'll do that because i i want to be able to do the sport for as long as possible i really enjoy it and uh I really enjoy the like fulfillment it gives me and all the the mates that I've made through it. I like that. I really like that part of it. Um, and more of an like a competitive aspect. If I'm as strong as I can possibly be, then it makes it easier to learn skills and also put longer lines together. So mm-hmm. at the moment, I've like I've kind of been focusing on what's the most hard stuff that I can do, and try and do the hardest stuff I can do, one after one after one. Um, mm-hmm. And I think going, doing a bit of running every now and then, like once a week or, and then going lifting weights and stuff like that just is only going to help me get stronger. And once I'm stronger, then I'll get more fulfillment out of the sport because I can do more. Like, I cool. feel like the building blocks help, help you just get stronger and enjoy it more. I, yeah, I find of course. Anyway. But it, yeah, it's hard to put this in the head of people who are just starting to train now that for you to be stronger is not only going out and training the flips and the the skills but also training your body to be stronger and more ready to yeah yeah definitely. to perform like, better it's a, it's, a, it's a very high impact sport that we're doing it's gymnastics taught me a lot about conditioning um because we had to obviously do a lot of conditioning when i was younger um and i, I think i've been blessed that i've been able to sort of carry that through now into doing parkour so like trying to stretch, I, I don't stretch as much as I should, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I, but I need to, but I, I do stretch and um, do like body weight conditioning exercises and stuff like that. Um, but I think just being able to be strong and then enjoy the sport for longer, that, that's the thing that appeals to me the most. I want to be able to do it for <laughs> Cool, very passionate. What, what is it, what is the feeling that parkour <laughs> gives you that gymnastics never given you? Um... I think maybe for me, probably it's the the community aspect. Um, gymnastics is such a, a big sport and it's all designed around competition. And obviously I, I quite enjoy a competition and I, I compete still in parkour. But the whole aspect of going to learn something just for the sake of you learning it um, 
doesn't really happen in gymnastics. You you learn mm-hmm. skills to compete them or to do them in a competition. Whereas when we're doing parkour, we can learn a, a silly little skill with our friends that we just never do again. But it's not it's yeah. not about the skill. It's about how you've learned the skill and you're all coming together to unlock a challenge. And I really, yeah. I, I like that aspect of it the most, I think. That's yeah. cool. Uh, do you think that, like, I, 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 I am guessing that you would still do parkour if you didn't have to compete am i right oh yeah yeah massively so yeah competition is just a a side thing for me yeah do you think that people would still practice gymnastics if gymnastics wouldn't be the goal wouldn't Uh, be competing less would but i think people still would i think people in there's not a there's not a place for that yet in gymnastics um, because it's such a regiment, regimented sport of you do this to learn it, to then compete it, there's no, like, you learn the skill just to learn the skill um, in the sport of gymnastics. Um, but I think people still would, yeah. I think people enjoy chucking themselves around a bar and, like, I think then it becomes more of a, a community thing. Um, and I think I, I think people still would do gymnastics even if they didn't have to compete it. Um, I think it would be less people because a lot of people like the competitive aspect of it. Um, and especially at a young age, a lot of parents enjoy the competitive aspect of it, like putting their kid into gymnastics and watching them do well in a competition. Um, but I think less people do it, but I think people would still do it, yeah. So do you think, is it, it, is it possible to have parkour with becoming a, a bigger, more mainstream sport without the competitions? Or do you think it's that essential? I think it's important, but I think there's a place for it. I don't think it's like the overarching thing of parkour that we have to compete to then Mm -hmm. get more people into the sport. But I do think it is important. Um, If you look at like other big uh, sporting like other big sports, they all have a competition aspect to it. But then they also have a lot of like video aspects to it. So I think for us, why why not do competition as well as the video aspect? Because yeah. the more people can see the sport and the more people can at least try the sport, then you, you, you're onto a winner there, really, because... It's a I I enjoy it a lot and lots of yeah. other people enjoy it a lot. Just yeah. it takes it takes seeing something to get into it, and the more people can see it, the more people are likely to get into yeah. it. I love the fact that parkour is such a, like a creative sport, and that it's so based on video making and this ex- expression through uh, creating pieces with uh, camera gear, and this can yeah, completely yeah, yeah. be put. No, as like a symbol of a community, you know, you can get the community feeling only by the videos. It for me, this yeah, makes yeah. parkour so much more like uh, like like a happy, warm place for me. Because by the time that I started, the things that would uh, motivate me to train so much would be watching videos from the mostly the UK community yeah. of all of these people together training, and then. We would try to replicate the same thing here in Portugal with our group of friends. Yeah, and the competition yeah. was never like the the main reason why we trained. And I think that's important. I think that's important to remember as well, because with all of the like competition things going on at the moment and the whole like 
which competitions are better than which. They're, they're, I think these, the competitions are always going to happen, but it's not going to stop a group of mates going out and filming a parkour video in a, with a crappy little DSLR camera and having a good time and putting it on the internet and for people to enjoy. That whole like community aspect of making videos and copying each other and all that sort of thing is still going to happen with or without the competitions happening. I think the competitions just help more people get into the sport to then find this amazing thing of, oh, these kids have just gone out and they've, the UK, back in 2009, Danny Lewaka has made this video. Wow, I'd never knew about this if I hadn't seen something like that. So I think that's, that's kind of where my head is with it. It's more like marketing, right? The competition is not the product itself. It's just like a way of selling yeah. the product and getting people into exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, do, you feel, do you feel like there's ever like a competitive sort of uh, atmosphere in the training sessions? Um, not, not really, only, only with myself, I think. Um, I, as I said before, I really enjoy getting challenges done with other people and I, that's, that's the thing for me. I really like homing in on a challenge. Like me and Phil will find something a bit messy and a bit scary to do. And we'll both try and commit to it. Um, and I think doing that with people makes it way more fun. Um, I guess a competitive element could creep in there. But I think for me personally, I, I, I'm only competitive with myself. When I'm like putting like a, a Tempest line together or something like that, I get frustrated and annoyed because I feel like I can do better. But that's not getting frustrated and annoyed with anyone else. That's a, I feel like personally I could do this better. So I'll just go again and go again and go again. Um, but I think I've I've got a good attitude as now that I've been able, I'm able to separate the two. So if I'm making something for an online competition, I will wholeheartedly focus on that element. And then once I've done, then I'll completely go and do something else with a group of friends because I feel like that whole aspect of the competition, especially right now when you have to do it online, is a very like self selfish, self centered thing to do. Because it's it's you're focusing so hard on a certain amount of skills that you really need to get done, and once you've done that, I think it's important to then to go and do something community based. If you know what I mean, go and train with a bunch of friends and stuff like that. Just mm. to, that's what I find anyway. Just to yeah. find the love for it again. It's very cool. It's very good to hear how you are uh, attached to your group. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you <clears throat> before I get into the video of you and uh, and Verki? Um, yeah. How is your process of like building a line? Because you are one incredible motherfucker who puts really hard stuff in really long lines with a lot of really hard things. <laughs> so how do you do them? Thank you, man. Um, I think it, it comes from just being able to do, to be able to do everything unlocked, really. I think that's, that's where it's really come from. Um, having a skill set that's like pretty diverse now that I'm able to put kind of what what I whatever I want wherever I want um it's also something that I've I've definitely been practicing more and more where I've before when I I don't know maybe was living back in extra or something like that I'd put a double cork at the beginning of line and then like a maybe a full twist at the end whereas now I'm really thinking about trying to level up my own ability so I'm able to put 
like you like you've just seen a, a side pre at the start, a double cork in the middle, and then like some round off to Sugahara thing at the <laughs> it's end. So crazy! Um, it's so crazy! <laughs> it's unbelievable! It was pretty mad. It was pretty mad talking about that one. I'm not gonna lie. We were going round, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I could do that, that, that." And then I was like, "Can I do that?" that? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I can. But like, uh, why? Yeah, why? Why not? I think my 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 opinion is why not put all of your hardest stuff in together? Like because you get dizzy and me. you get tired, <laughs> your mind yeah, probably yeah, goes yeah. nuts with all this information. <laughs> Man, my processor would be burning and smelling like. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, at that point, you're not really thinking about what you're doing. At that point, it's more of a like your you you're thinking about the next move and you're not thinking about anything else so like when i'm when i'm doing a sort of long line i'm like okay side flip kong up next 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 and i think through doing conditioning work doing running going to lift uh in the weights my body is now strong enough to be able to go okay next 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 um and i think that's a, a definite help that's helped me build up to to where i am today do you practice repetition of the hardest stuff that you do or you kind of unlock them and then you you leave them a little bit like on the side yeah uh, it's been hard to do repetition of stuff at the moment when i'm in a in a gym um or like in a park or gym i'll often do stuff uh like often repeat stuff loads and loads of times so it's a fully unlock but then i'll often do that onto mats or something like that so If I'm doing, I don't know, like a souk full or something like that, I'll do, if I go to Fluidity, which is a gym in in, Liverpool, in Wales, um, I will do five or six souk fulls in a row to a map. So I know where I am spatially, but I'm not having to take impact um, because I know that's like, that's the thing that often hurts people, like taking repetitive impact. So I think having a skill set that's locked in, either in a gym, in a, in a gym, And then when you take it outside, you know you can do it very, very easily and very, very quickly. Um, I think that's that's the important bit for me. And that's the bit that I've really tried to lock in on. And okay, now about the video that you made with Verki. That man, it's so insane. It's it's hard to, to digest <laughs> everything that is on the video. You have to watch it five times to see the difficulty of each clip. But I want to ask yeah, you... Yeah, it was so... so yeah, but f first of all, where did this come from? I haven't heard about it. And then one week before you posted the video, like, oh, video coming out. I, I was surprised. Yeah. So we started shooting it back in summer, mm -hmm. I think. Back in summer of 2020. Um, so we shot a bit of it before we did the whole breach tour thing. Um, and I think it just solely came out of Travis came to Bristol and um, we were messaging before with good friends. And we were like, oh, maybe we should shoot a video when you come up um, or shoot, shoot something. Um, and then that slowly morphed itself into right. We're going to do the hardest <laughs> stuff we've probably ever done and put it all together to produce a three minute video with just some some of our highest level stuff um but yeah yeah no it was it was, <laughs> it was a god it was a very tiring time just because everything in that video for me especially was just so mentally draining because it nothing was first go it was all like such a mental battle to commit mm -hmm. to um so i was coming back from training absolutely like dead <laughs> absolutely shattered because i was just mentally drained 
but then go out again and try and do something the next day. But yeah, it was a, it was a great mm. time, great time. And what was the hardest thing um, on the video? Probably the hard, uh, probably the flip pre to flip off to round off seven. I think that was probably the hardest thing. I did a flip pre to a red rail to stick. That was the first flip mm -hmm. pre that I'd done outside. And that was really hard yeah. to commit to. I had to take a couple of days to go and commit to that. Um, <clears throat> so that was an actual battle. But the having to do a flip pre to a very thin rail to then get the momentum right to then flip off, to then do a round off seven, I think that was probably the hardest bit. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's really sick. It's impressive. If you tell this to someone 10 years ago, they would say, nah, it's impossible. Yeah, it's There's real. no way you could do it. <laughs> to a rail. Flip, pre, yeah, yeah, to a rail. Yeah. Flipping off, two round off, double full. Yeah, what? Yeah. It was, that was the first clip of the video when Travis came. So when Travis came down, mm -hmm. that was like the first thing that I did for the video. And I was like, oh... This is going to be a Ooh. good video. <laughs> nice way to start. Yeah. Nice way to yeah, motivate yeah. each other. But it was, it Very kind of, much challenging. It kind of put a bit of pressure on it because like, if yeah. that's the first clip, everything needs to be the same or better than that <laughs> for it to go in the video. Um, And it kind of is because the whole video has this really high level, but it's very like stable high. There's yeah. not a lot of... Uh, things that are really way easier or things that are much higher it's all this really high level all around uh, and i really like some sometimes you put bits of parkour and it's just like one cat pre and like you might think oh that's weird why are they putting just this cat pre here yeah. when they're doing all this crazy flip pre's but then you see like verky for example he does a um a cat pre on a rail to another rail that oh and my i'm like God. why is why why is it looking so why is he putting that and then i look like there's no run up the rail is quite high and it's quite far and like what the that fuck is really is difficult a, oh my god that's the hardest flip pre that's the hardest kong pre in the video like the it's so hard like you don't really get a gist of it unless you've seen it and um, the run up you have to start inside the hotel so like you have to mm -hmm. open the door of the hotel walk into reception then turn around <laughs> and run out and do this Kong Prix. It's so, so hard. Like, yeah. Uh, but I think yeah. the main thing of the video for us, probably without even thinking about it, was the fact that everything was such a mental battle. And I feel like we both got a lot of fulfillment from the mental side of it. Whereas uh, apart from, uh, like the mental side of it was more of what we were after than the actual physical challenge itself. So if we found something really, really hard, then we'd probably put it in because Verky went to that Kong Prix a couple of times bef before committing to it because it was so like mental and the, the drop the other side was very, very big. It was like a story drop. And then the, the other mm -hmm. side was obviously like a main, main road that was on a roundabout. So like the, the pros, the being able to fail, it wasn't really an option. Um, mm. And that was just a, men a big mental challenge. So it like it, it went in the video because it was so hard. Um, and then the, mm -hmm. the kind of the skill is separate to the actual challenge, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, I see. And how good is it that like when you focus to make a video like this and you work hard on it, like on a long process uh, and you keep pushing yourself mentally to do harder stuff, 
to keep up with the level of the video, how much does it play a role in improving your, your level? Oh, massively so. Massively so. If you're like uh, often, if you're pushing your hardest stuff all the time, when you like take a step back to go and train normally, your like normal base level has taken a jump up. Yeah. Like, because because your hardest level is pushing, your base level is going up as well. Um, so that's something that I definitely found that like I'm pushing myself mentally so hard in a very small area of flip precisions or doing a double cork precision or doing some like long, really hard runs. When I come to do normal challenges, I'm able to commit just so much quicker because mm. I can really rationalize the uh, process of bouncing or overshooting or failing because I've done stuff that's way, way, way harder. Um, but I think it's important not to switch off in those situations because that's often when injuries will happen is when you're doing stuff that's not your hardest stuff yeah. and you're just kind of messing around. Um, but I think my, my ability now to commit to stuff is just skyrocketed thanks to <laughs> being, being able to push, push my hardest stuff harder. Yeah. And it also helps you on competitions, right? Definitely. So yeah. Yeah. And the whole, like be wanting to do my hardest stuff all the time in a long run is, is only going to help in a competition. Like being able to do a, a, a double cork, um, a weird flip precision, a souk, um, a katahara, a, a double back off a bar, all in one run is, is going to enhance your score massively. So practicing. St and outside also, when you go back to a gym when the competition is being held and you do these things on a very perfectly built for parkour, everything is so much... Uh, more yeah. like soft like softer fingers are softer so. yeah 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 exactly and I'm, I'm excited to kind of pull some of the things that i've been practicing outside into a competition run so i think like a really cool like tack or something because i've been doing lots of tacks recently um and fuel I've, training be, with fuel <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much like uh doing stuff like that would be really cool to put into a competition run that like not very many people do like just like a massive tack or something like that um, and then I've got a lot of in, having a lot of inspiration at the moment from people like Orlando with mm -hmm. this whole like monkey movement sort mm -hmm. of like bouncing, bouncing around. Um, and I think that would look sick in a competition environment as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Good way to rest flow. also, right? Yeah. A little bit. That's the thing though. It's very tiring, that sort of stuff. But I feel like if you can just drill it now, when you come to do it in a competition, like your endurance will be up and you should be fine. Like, mm, that's yeah. sick. All right, talking about tack, let's go for tic tac. I give you two options yes. and you pick one. I made one specially for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, man, you're like you. Your level is is too too high. So I thought, uh, have to ask him <laughs> things that are uh, coherent to his level. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Rudy or double leg twist? Uh, double leg, D leg. Double cork or back seven? Double cock. Easy. Cone gainer or dash bomb? Cone gainer. All day. My dash. Oh, this is a thing as well. I can't dash. That's a big why, problem. Why? Yeah. No. My arms are really small oh. and my flexibility in my shoulders terrible. Oh. So my dash bombs will like will be terrible. So. Don't say your weaknesses them, like that, man. Because if there's <laughs> one day like a parkour competition, there's people like, you know. Just purely battling. doing dashes. <laughs> <laughs> 
pure dash competition. You have to do an internship with Mike Bush. Maybe he will help you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I'll go and do that. Uh, beer or wine? Beer. Coffee or tea? Neither. Uh, probably tea. Yeah, I don't drink either. Hot chocolate, if that's not <laughs> Parkour or free running? Um, free running, but very, yeah, I, my day-to-day training is mainly parkour, mm-hmm. but when it comes to doing competitions and videos like mine and Travis's, that's obviously more free running, so I guess more free running. Classical music or jazz? Uh, probably jazz. NAPC or Art of Motion? Oh, you can't make me choose. <laughs> um, art of motion, just because the whole experience is um, like it, it makes you feel like a professional mm-hmm. parkour athlete or a professional, yeah. The whole like hotel and the whole added extras that art of motion gives you, probably art of motion. Although I love NAPC. Daniel Labaka or like Voice Love? Daniel Labaka. He's such a nice guy and I really like training with him. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Nice. Thanks, man. Um, I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, let's go, go back to one thing. You, you were very confused about parkour or free running. And yeah. uh, I, I see your free running as parkour, even though I am one of these big defenders that parkour and free running are different sports i see yeah. your free running very much as parkour yeah i i that that was super hard for me because my like like ev- my everyday training is mainly parkour and it's the the thing i find a lot of enjoyment from so like doing kong prees and doing different tacks and doing sort of longer flowy lines i really enjoy doing those sort of things but then I also enjoy doing flip precisions and stuff like that. And I think being able to add those things together, um, that's that's where I get a lot of enjoyment from. But I don't know how to categorize that as either parkour or free running. Yeah. <laughs> like doing a, a nice big flip pre to plyo out. Is that free running or is that parkour? I think it's parkour. It is or the thing. Because um, I think we can say the difference between parkour and free running is mostly efficiency against uh, uh, express, uh, expression. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah. I don't think that flips are not parkour, you know? I think that flips are a part of parkour and I see your free running as, as parkour, like a really hard level of parkour because it is still about uh, putting your body in extreme situations to make lines through the obstacles and through the environment whereas you can see some people doing uh, free running like free running that i consider free running and it's not about doing a line through the obstacles it's more about kind of like a dancey staying on a spot and doing a line on the spot not through the spot you know so yeah yeah what do you think is the main difference for you like i yeah I, yeah, I, especially with my style, I think that's that's a pretty British style as well, I think. Like, just going through the spot and then maybe coming back round and going back through the spot. 
um, as opposed to somewhere like Japan or somewhere like that, where they're very like creative on the certain spots that they have. Um, I think it's a very like it's based on where you're from mm-hmm. on who you're training with. Um, but yeah, I I do agree. I think mine's the more parkour end of free running. If that's a mm-hmm. if it's like a spectrum, I think it's more parkour end yeah, yeah. than free running. Just because of the way that I I travel through and back through the spots is I think it's very straight line. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's the that's it. The, the, you have the whole spectrum, and I think that the very free running level is pretty much tricking, touching obstacles, more or less. Like, um, why is that yeah. that dude from France super sick? Nick is Nick his name? Nico. Nico? Yes. Nico. Yeah, yeah. It, that's Nico. like it's pretty much. Yeah, there's no parkour. He's sick, but it's like it's almost no parkour. It's just. Tricking, touching obstacles. Yeah. And then on the other side of the Tricky free running, yeah. you have like your is very free running parkour is parkour with crazy flips. And I think that's that's pretty much yeah. the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. Super sick. Yeah. So what are your plans, man, for the week now? Monday morning, what are you going to... For this week, today, I, I'm off to the physio today. Um, I ha- was been having a little bit of knee pain behind the knee. Uh, and I went to the two weeks ago, but I'm going for a checkup now and it's it's kind of cleared now, which is excellent. But doing some exercises and stuff. Um, but it's not raining today and the floor <laughs> is dry, so I'm probably going to be training. Sick. Um, <laughs> at the moment in the in the UK in winter, we, we have very minimal days where we can train. So that's that's been a blessing and also being a curse that the last five days have been nice. So I've trained five days solid. So my body's wrecked, but the floor is dry again. So... And it doesn't happen too often, so I need to. Are you, <laughs> I need to make are you able <laughs> to train and not push yourself too hard? You just have like a soft session. <sighs> no, 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 I'm not. No, it's yeah, it's something that I'd like to be able to change, but it's also I just get overexcited. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a problem. I'm like a kid every time I turn up to the the same spot as well. Turn up to our famous like castle park. Yeah, it looks spot, so good. That's where you'll see yeah. most of my my. St- looks so oh, nice, mate. It's, it's so <laughs> so good, but every time you go there, I, I I end up trying something new that's really hard and takes like fifty <laughs> tries. But, yeah, that that's the that's the joy. Of Man, the sport. well, that's good. You're young, you're motivated, and you're sick. Just keep it up. When you get to my age, yeah. you you're gonna learn how to Thank take you, the, the the easy easy sessions. And yeah, that's gonna feel I good. Know, that's gonna feel good the I know, same. I know. <laughs> that's gonna feel good the same for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, Ed, it's been a pleasure talking to you, bro. <laughs> thank, thank you, you very much. Really, thank you for your time. Thank you for your work too. Keep inspiring Mate, people. Thank you. Can't wait to see more from you. I I can't even imagine what what else we'll is gonna see. come from you. <laughs> But I'm here excited <laughs> looking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excellent, man. Thank you for having me on. It's been sick. I listen to these all the time. So, yeah, it's been ideal. Cool. Thank nice. You. Have a great day and a big uh, hug to everyone there, to the community in Bristol. Will do. Will do for sure. Ciao, ciao. See you. Ciao. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What a fake goodbye. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>